Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money on a Wednesday. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Just a couple of Swifties at the desk at the D, downtown Las Vegas. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, and my colleague and friend, and an opportunity to say thank you to Jonathan Von Tobel for the last couple of weeks, buddy. Thank you very much. We say hi to the boys. Got a busy show. The drama is real and unraveling in Chicago right now. We're going to talk to Bill Zimmerman, Windy City Gridiron, a little therapy session. If you haven't heard what's happening, like literally right now with the Bears, do a Google search. We'll get to him coming up in just a bit, a little fantasy and some betting. Mike Randall has like 12 plays for you, college and pro. Todd Haley, former NFL head coach, of course, and big aunt Anthony Heron is going to join. I'll save Mr. Model for a second, Mr. Pre-Workout. We first start by saying what's up to the big guy. His name is Dustin Sweetelson. What's cracking, big guy? Well, I just, I'm in such a good mood. I had to shift my mood, and I normally don't listen to a lot of music. I'm not a music guy, but I realized on my way in, I needed to take a break from listening to sports, listening to Justin Fields blame the world for his problems, and I got into a zone in the car until I hit downtown Las Vegas where I felt right at home. I saw a car pulled over to a, the side of the road. I saw a woman with her face next to a fence. And I was like, what is she doing? She's looking through the fence. There may be a doggy behind that fence because I do love dogs. And by the way, my top 10 list is my top 10 dogs today. Okay. And no, she was not looking through the fence. She needed the person driving her car to pull over because she started throwing up and it was 11 a.m. <laughs> well, welcome to Las Vegas. No doubt what happens there stays there. A native of La- well, he's not a native. He was born in California. There we go. He's very persnickety. <laughs> He'll correct me every freaking time. Uh, all kidding aside, Jonathan, thank you for all your hard work. How are we doing, my friend? Uh, you know, people tell me thank you all the time, like whenever I fill in. I'm contractually obligated to do these things, so <laughs> you don't really have to thank me. I don't have a choice. Um, but, no, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> insecure about the shirt choice today. I kind of just grabbed and went. It's very spring, and unfortunately, today's the first day of fall. Yeah, so, uh, like, it was one of those where I kind of forgot, like, oh, it's Wednesday. I didn't realize what day it was. Not that I forgot I was going to be on with you guys. I just didn't realize today was Wednesday. So, uh, went and worked out, and then I realized, oh, i got to get ready to go to work. So. Happy Easter. Yeah, I like the color. It's just I don't think it's the, the right time or theme for it. You know what I'm saying? You look like a big Easter basket today. What's it called? The Pete's with the marshmallow ones peeps. that you chomp into? Is that what they're oh, called? The peeps? worst yeah, the worst candy on the planet Earth? Yeah, Peeps. Yeah, they're, they're, they're freaking disgusting. Uh, well, Jonathan, welcome. Even if you're contractually obligated, we are always, I know Dustin and I, are always thrilled to see you. I assure you of that. Okay, a couple of things because we've got tons to do. Uh, I want to open here. You can go to vcin.com. We were talking to Adam Burke, who's our managing editor yesterday. There's a ton going on. The website's freaking great right now. Subscribers are very happy. But as it is in life, when you don't expect something to hit, it generally comes out of nowhere. It's those little under-the-radar elements that generally hit. And I'll say this. You're freaking Von Model. 
Now, what I love about you is you're kind of medium. You don't overreact to things. I love working with you because I'll overreact, and you'll temper me. You'll tell me to chill out. Um, I'm told that the numbers are ridiculous, and we can get into it a little bit because I do have the graph with all the Von, Von Model numbers this week. But I just want to start here. Burke told me yesterday the popularity of Jonathan Von Model which is a little brainchild with the two of you that you've come up with has been incredible. So why don't we just start there? Because I think it's also very useful and also very profitable to start the year for betters and subscribers over at vcent.com. But Jonathan, come on, you're not emotional, but take a bow, man. This has been great. Congratulations. Uh, first off, I didn't realize that Adam was trying to get in on my thing. Like I mean, a brainchild of ours. This is my thing. This I thought you idea. gave him credit for it. <laughs> I know, you I said did. you I two did. sat down together and came up with the idea. I did. Come on. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, no, look, I, I have. Um, I actually wrote about it in the most recent journal entry, which is up right now. Uh, which is, uh, you know, I'm trying to tamp down my happiness essentially about this because, as I even mentioned to Dustin when we were talking about it right before we came on the air, I think I used the term "what" like it's going to blow up soon. Like, I, and it's not pessimism. I, it's, I view it as realism, which is just like this is a really good start, but it's an experiment, and I'm very surprised that it's gotten off to the start that it is. But I also told Mitch and Paul this this morning, Patrick, which is. If you're somebody who has read the first, I think we're up to like four entries now. If you're somebody that's read one of the first four entries or all four entries, and you've come away with something to do to make a model of yourself, then, then this thing has done its job. It's exactly what I wanted to do. This has been an experiment in learning how to do something new that I had never done before. And so I've really enjoyed the process. And the cherry on top is that so far it's been successful. And, and Mitch and I, who have a contest entry together of the Super Contest, are in the running now for the first three-week mini contest if we go perfect on Sunday. So it's a big ask, but hopefully we can do it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a little happy about it, but it's more about the experiment and the, the process as opposed to what the results are, you know? Don't be the other shoes going to drop guy. Don't be <laughs> pessimistic. This is awesome. We're going to ride the wave. Is this new? Did Michelle put that together? Can we show for those watching on TV and vcin.com the Jonathan Von Model spread there? That looks freaking gorgeous. And so speaking of success, let's get some numbers. Give me some stats. Where are you at so far? Uh, is it good or bad that that's the body I'm working for? <laughs> that looks pretty good pre-workout. You look sharp. Yeah, it looks solid. Uh, all right, so uh, if you want to start with the obvious things, uh, the big edges uh, of the week that we'll use in the contest this week, and it, of course, depends on contest numbers. Whenever the contest numbers get uh, posted, we always rerun them because a half point does make a difference sometimes in terms of what the five biggest edges are. But as of right now, uh, in no particular order, biggest edges, uh, the Chiefs, who are 12.5-point favorites, Ravens, uh, 7.5-point favorites, Lions, minus 3.5, Commanders plus six and a half, and the Jets snuck in last night at plus two and a half after I made some adjustments. So you see the results there. For anybody who's watching, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of numbers and there's some negative numbers. The negative number means a road team is winning. So you can tell there, for example, you know, if you look at it, it projects, I think it's a 0 0.83 win uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. That's what the negative sign means. And the Buffalo Bills tying into one of the plays. Commanders are a six and a half point underdog, but John Von Model spit out just a 1.8, we'll round it up point victory for the Buffalo Bills. So five biggest edges are Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, Commanders, and Jets, Patrick. And I feel okay about, like, say three of them for the most part. Okay. Algo Von Model. Uh, Dustin, this isn't a good segment for you because you generally like to shine, but the fact that a contemporary of yours and Jonathan Von Tobel is absolutely taking over VEASAN right now uh, <laughs> probably upsets you. Go no, ahead. no, he's like one of the few people I actually root for in this world. Like, I don't really like a lot of people, but like, I genuinely enjoy his essence as a human. And I, I actually, it's weird. I'm the one trying to build him up. Like, normally I'm pessimistic. He keeps saying, well, it's this, it's that. And I'm like, yeah, but at the very least, worst case scenario, you now have a model that at least you know does very well weeks one and week two of the NFL season, sure. so you can apply that going forward. Let's see how far it goes using the data you're using. So ATS-wise, we'll get to the projections, and we'll kind of link them with the games we discussed today with the Von model, but ATS-wise, where are we? And then we'll jump off it. Uh, so best bets, five biggest edges. So I kind of broke it down to the, two, the, the big edges of the week, so the, you know, the two best and biggest edges, your 2-0. and o. For the contest card, which is the five best bets, we are eight and two. And then if you bet every single edge that the model gave you, you are 21, 10, and one against the spread through the first two weeks of the NFL season. So uh, it has been really solid up to this point. We'll see if it can continue. Okay, boys, NFL news, it makes sense. Kareem Hunt is signing with the Cleveland Browns. You're talking numbers with the Von models. Let's talk numbers with the Cleveland Browns. 53.5%. That is 
the yards gained this year through running the football. That's the best in the NFL or the most in the NFL, and that is the Cleveland Browns. When we're talking about point application and how much a particular player means to the number and to the spread, we usually start, Jonathan, with a quarterback. Yesterday, Adam Burke came on and said, Nick Chubb, he's got a point and a half as far as, as, far as an adjustment. Let's get into this. And you can talk about rush rate and their matchup this weekend against the Tennessee Titans. They're off a short week in Cleveland. For example, Stefanski, we know his predilection. We know what he likes to do. He likes to run the football. Rush rate for the Browns this year, right around 46%. Uh, by way of comparison, take a look at somebody like the Chiefs, 26% rush rate. So you kind of see the chasm there with rushing and throwing the football. The Browns and the value applied. I don't know if you particularly did this with the Vaughn model, but let's start with an overview. You see this number open four and a half. The Browns are no lane three uh, hosting the Titans. Let's start with the overview on the injury to Chubb and the application as far as the point spread here, Jonathan Von Tobel. So I would say that I agree with that, right? You know, in general, a running back probably shouldn't be worth much, if anything at all, to a point spread. But when you factor in how good Chubb has been, you know, when he maximizes his rushes, he, through the first two games in, what are we talking about, 28 attempts, he's averaging four yards after contact. So that's a guy who really maximizes what he does with some of his rushes. So I would say, you know, putting him on worth about one, one and a half points, that does make a ton of sense. And especially when you factor in, through two games, his quarterback has stunk. And so that's really going to be big is a running back who can maximize the value. And, uh, by the way, I would say with the model, too, it does agree with at least a projection of about one and a half points. Full strength, Cleveland comes out to about a five and a half point favorite by John Von model. If you factor in the one and a half that Adam threw out there as a general, hey, he's worth that, that gets you to three by my math. So it's pretty much where we're at. No, no, that's terrible math. Four. Um, so that gets you there. There you go. Uh, it, um, so I, I think it's kind of generally in the area that we're talking about here. And last year he scored big guy uh, highest in the league at his position as far as war, wins above replacement. In five season, boys, he's been dependable, very productive, dominant. 17 games played last year, over 1,500 rush yards. The usage is way up, 302 carries last year, as Jonathan pointed out, through two weeks. He was headed that way as well. Just a huge miss here for the Browns. And I think at that position, this is more value than you would generally apply to another running back with another team. Yeah, I think JVT's best point there is that this means more Deshaun Watson. And I used to think that was a good thing, Patrick. Having watched him now in a Browns uniform for, what is it, like eight games? I don't think it's a good thing anymore. Something is up with Watson. He's not right. And replacing him with Kareem Hunt, he's a guy they used early in the season a year ago, but his carries went way down as the season went on. They knew he didn't have much left. They're only bringing him back because it's an easy transition. I'm not sure there's much left in his tank either. If they can't run the football against a very good Titans run D, then you're relying on a 55% completion guy in Deshaun Watson. That's not great. We'll come back and give our plays. Titans, Browns, and the get into the Chicago Bear drama next. Sharp Money. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic.
oracle.com slash strategic. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, Jonathan Von Tobel, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you in. Midweek Wednesday, of course, you've got San Francisco hosting the Giants tomorrow. We'll get to that matchup with Mike Randall and FTN. FTN Fantasy, you got to check out FTN, honestly. And we love Mike. Mike came on before I said, Dustin, we got to get that dude on again because he's got so many bets coming out of his eyeballs, including one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I think he sent eight or nine bets. But you just recently, Jonathan, you signed up for FTN. Uh, yeah, because one of the new things uh, that is on the website now, uh, which Mike I know can talk about, uh, the guys over, it used to be FO, now over there at FTN, Aaron Chats and others, uh, they have DVOA metrics over there. So that's a big one. I just signed up. I use it for the model, and I would assume it's a pretty popular thing, Mike, now that you guys have that. Fantastic, guys. Offensive, defensive, DVOA. Aaron giving us insight to historic DVOA, giving reference to the 91 Redskins the other day, going way back there. Of course, per per wide receivers, cornerbacks, matchups, DVOA per each position. It's been fantastic. Love it. Just so much data here for you that, that we get to our subscribers. Tremendous. And thanks again for joining. So let's jump right into it. The Giants are at San Francisco tomorrow night. Obviously, the big comeback in Arizona. The number's 10. I do have news for you, Mike, as we get the second hour going here. Saquon obviously has been ruled out. Andrew Thomas, their best offensive lineman, has been ruled out. I think you're going to eschew the number here, and you've got a prop on Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones, we're going to go over on Daniel Jones' rushing yards. What's interesting here is per FTN data, guys, Danny Dimes leads quarterbacks in rush attempts, 22, but only four of those have been designed rush attempts, which is 18.2%. You want to look at the other side of it, Jalen Hurts, 66.7% of his 21 carries have been on designed runs. So what we expected coming into this game was heavy Saquon, less rushing from Daniel Jones. Given the number, given no Saquon, Danny Dimes may have to run a lot more, especially keep them close in this game. So we're actually going to go over on that number. But a heads up to the future here, Saquon comes back. I don't know if Danny Jones is going to be rushing as much as people think. All right, so I wanted to go to a bet uh, that you know at least the, the model up on the website has that is in lockstep here. Uh, Washington catching six and a half against Buffalo. Walk us through the process with the commanders catching points. Yeah, we like Washington here, folks. Guys, the odds are too enticing on a Washington wager of as home underdogs. You had Chase Young come back. What has this defense done? They have 10 sacks here. Chase Young come back to get one and a half sacks against the Broncos and three fumble recoveries in two games. Here comes Buffalo. We have rumors of, of wind and bad rain coming into this game. And per Bet Labs, Washington head coach Ron Rivera, not a guy we want in week one, guys, when he's favored by a lot, but 7-4-1, 63.6% as a home underdog of three points or more. We like this line. It's going to be about six, six and a half. I think it's going to stay there. Bills per DVOA at Aaron Schatz, fourth overall team. You know that. What's surprising is that you have Washington sitting a surprising 10th. So this game is closer than you think. Everyone expects the Bills to have right the ship against the Raiders last week. I think we're underselling Washington a little bit. And don't look now. Doesn't Sam Howell look a little bit like Brett Favre almost, where he's chucking the ball with Terry McLaurin down the field? This offense can move, and I love Brian Robinson. I'll take the home dog with six and a half points here against the Bills. Uh, wait, hold on. Wipe that smile off your face, Jonathan, about the Sam Howell comment, because that was start number three in his career. And I was going to ask you both for your opinion on the guy. Like, Legitimately, I know he's been in the system, but it is a year two for him, but year one in Eric Bieniemy's system. I thought Sam Howell, I watched that whole Denver game. I'll start with you, Mike, and to get Jonathan's take on the quarterback. I thought he was an A+. I thought he was great in the game. And Brian Robinson Jr. looked faster, by the way, this year as well. Yeah, two things. Number one, everyone was on Sam Howell the week one game. He couldn't get protected in that game. He went right up and down the field. Turnovers were a killer. That pass to McLaurin was key. He doesn't have a problem throwing in tight windows. He's feeling comfortable. And by the way, guys, enough with Eric Bieniemy turning Antonio Gibson into Jarek McKinnon. No way. What he's doing is recognizing that Brian Robinson catches passes. 
He's becoming a three-down back. He's one of the most underrated backs in the league. Wouldn't be surprised here to see him have another big game and people start realizing just how good Brian Robinson is. Jonathan? Eh, eh, 55% of his passes don't go farther than nine yards downfield. Call me when you start uh, taking some shots, all right? Oof. Oof. Okay. Okay. Spicy Von Tobel today. Let's go Philly at Tampa. A little surprising start for Baker and Tampa. Mike, where are you at on this matchup? It's number right now, five and a half. Yeah, folks, can we realize that maybe the Eagles aren't at the point that they were last year in terms of their efficiency? Right now, Jalen Hurts is 26 in the league in passing yards. And let's look at the Eagles' defense here. They were gifted a 16-0 lead against the Patriots, outscored 20-9 the rest of the way. Yes, they put up big points against the Vikings, but I think that was a benefit of, I don't know, four fumble recoveries that they had. I think this Tampa Bay team is solid. I know their defense is solid. Vita Vea, that front line is going to limit the rushing. They're going to make Hurts have to pass here. I like Tampa Bay getting the five and a half at home. People are selling them short. They're backing the Eagles because of last year. We knew their defense was a little spotty because of an easy strength to schedule. I like Philadelphia. I think they can be fine. But I think we're overrating what happened against the Vikings. Wasn't Kirk Cousins Mr. I can't perform in prime time? And then he goes out there and he lights up for 364 yards and four touchdowns against the Eagles. I have concerns. Give me the Bucks in five and a half. All right, let's go to a team that I have an affinity for, although it has waned because Jordan Love hasn't really been that good. They're laying points against New Orleans, and I think you like them here, right? Oh, I do. Why do we like New Orleans so much? They barely escaped with three interceptions, but Ryan Tannehill couldn't play any worse in week one. And then did you see them there the other night against Chase Young? Chase Young can't throw the ball. You just said about Sam Howell. Can't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. And basically the backdoor cover happened. I like Green Bay here. I think Aaron Jones comes back. We have A.J. Dillon. Uh, projected for a lot more rushing yards than people think. Maybe he gets going. I don't like this New Orleans team. I think they've been lucky. They have no running back in Jawan Williams. Maybe Kendra Miller comes back. He's ready to go, but still no Alvin Kamara. Give me the pack at home here, playing well and surprising people. Last time we talked, they had the worst odds to win the division. I think they get the job done here against the Saints. Mike Samich, who's watching at home, was obsessed with the pack coming into the year, and Jordan Love has paid off for you, Samich. Give him a shout. Mike Randall joining us here, Sharp Money, FTN Network, Chief Content Officer. It's a great site. You want to dig in, you want to get nerdy and get some numbers, go to FTN, at Randall Rant on Twitter. You've got projections. Let's get into a couple of players that you want to project here. We mentioned Brian Robinson Jr. We can talk about him and also DeAndre Swift. Yeah, first, Brian Robinson. I think people are too worried about the matchup here. We have Brian Robinson projected for almost 70 rushing yards. I can tell you right now, guys, whatever that prop comes out, it's going to be less than that. So we're going to go with the over. He's been super effective. Last year, last week, his receiving prop was like seven and a half yards. He got 21 on the first play of the game. I think he is heavily involved. Volume is our friend. We like Brian Robinson, what I think is going to be over per projections. And our projections for DeAndre Swift on the other side, DeAndre Swift, we have projected, guys, you would never guess after 166 rushing yards. You know what we have him for at FTN? 47 rushing yards. I think it's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. I expect the line to be high. People think he's going to go against his Tampa Bay defense and do whatever he wants. Not so fast. Maybe Gamewell comes back, split carries, fade the big game from Swift. We only have him for about 47 yards here at FTN. Mike, when it comes to you guys' projections, how much of your data is last year? How much of it is this year? Because when you look at it, right, it's it's inherently small sample size through only two games. There is some portion of it, right, that uses last year's numbers or no? Absolutely. Both are combined here, especially early in the season. There's going to be some more variance, but it's not just based on what the performance is. We look at the matchup. We look at DVOA. We look at how players have done and in certain roles. I think DeAndre Sip just had a fantastic game last week. God bless him. It was game script. This is going to be a very close, tight game. And if Tampa Bay keeps it close, DeAndre Sip can't be running all over the place, especially against this front line who is solid defensively. Okay. We do have a number for you, Mike Robinson, right now, DraftKings 56 and a half. You had him closer to 70, correct? 100%. We're going over on that line. Absolutely. Okay. Tremendous. Um, let's transition. Let's go a little college here with Mike Randall. I, I think this is your, uh, pl- your, your biggest model edge, and that is Arizona looking college at Stanford. Oh, oh, we're going. Okay. Uh, it's the same number. That's what confused me. Arizona is actually, they're laying 12 at Stanford. Let's go to the Cardinals. My apologies. Arizona catching 12, hosting Dallas. This is your biggest edge as far as your model. Yeah, this is our biggest edge here. And it's going to be contrarian because the majority of bets are coming in on the Cowboys. 
Cardinals were exactly average in success rate per drop back last week at 50%. Dobbs is catchable pass rate, slightly above average last week at well, 77.4%. He was third overall in air yards per attempt. He avoids sacks. The Cowboys allow you to hit short passes. The key to us is if the Cardinals don't turn the ball over, we don't see a way that Dallas is going to blow them out on the road. They had the second highest catchable rate last year, but last week, but they didn't even throw the ball. We think it's tough for them to blow it out. We're not saying Dobbs is an amazing quarterback, but he's very average and he's being viewed as the public as well below average. That is not the case. You guys know Mike McCarthy's offense is going to be conservative. On the road, this is a massive edge for us. Last week, 7-0 or FTN model with edges of 9% or higher. This one coming in, Arizona plus 12.5, 18.6% edge. We like the Cardinals here at home getting points against Dallas. Mike, what's the minimum edge you guys use as a, like, as a play? Usually we say about 9%, 10%. Last week, anything above 9, perfect 7-0. So we're hopefully going back to it here. Big edge for us in Arizona, we see. Hey, quickly, before we say goodbye, Mike, how do you knock Cleveland with the miss of Chubb? Well, the one thing I think is the problem is if you like Cleveland, and most people are in Tennessee here because of the knee-jerk reaction, you're going to need a big game from Watson. Jerome Ford should play very well. He's going to be the lead back. Kareem Hunt is just going to spell him. I don't think Kareem Hunt is coming in after they let him go and kept Ford, so it's going to hurt. But basically, we feel that the, the efficiency of Deshaun Watson – with his receiving core, has got to get better. And if it does, they'll be fine because you lose a guy like Chubb. That's just terrible for this offense. Hopefully he heals up soon and comes back better than ever. How about this? Let's do it again next week. You just have too many plays, too much good information. Mike Randall, FTN Network. Let's talk to you next week, Mike. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you. Always appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Okay, there he goes. What was the question you asked about the edge, Jonathan? Uh, just like the minimum percent of edge. You know, sometimes, you know, you have like really minimal ones, big ones. What do you perceive to be a big enough edge to play? Okay. And I do want to apologize. My father kept calling me and I kept ignoring the call, but I couldn't figure out how to turn my phone ringer off. So Jonathan and Dustin and Mike, I apologize. When we return, we're going to redraft the quarterbacks. You'll see. It's sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, if you're looking for a tool, we've got breaking news, by the way, coming up in just a second here on Sharp Money. But if you're looking for a tool to help you beat the books, Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app. Okay, so it loads all of your betting history, gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly 1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. That's Juice Reel, R-E-E-L in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. Use the data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Reel. That's juice, like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone, your Android device today, and become a better better. Go to Jonathan Von Tobel with some breaking news out of the NFL. Uh, it looks like the Chicago Bears have a new defense coordinator, my friends. Uh, it, as of about an hour ago, Allen Williams has resigned. So um, it is official. Bears who are – I'm going to double-check this, guys, just to make sure I get this right. Uh, let's see. Dead last in uh, EPA per play allowed Oof. defensively, just like they were last year, have a new defense coordinator. So not only is he rumored, allegedly, to be a piece of garbage, he's also not a good defense coordinator. Yeah, yeah, the rumors are not great. Big guy, we've got Bill Zimmerman, a former colleague of ours. Nobody's more connected to the Bears. Windy City Gridiron Deputy Editor. He's going to join us in about an hour. Look forward to that. You also have some news out of Bears camp. Yeah, you know, we heard from Justin Fields earlier in the show, for those who missed it. Uh, he pretty much put a lot of blame on the coaching staff for some of his failures this year. He then met with the media in the locker room after that. And he's clarified. Guys' jobs are to get clicked, so it's like when you take my quote out of context, when we just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split split us up. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never gonna blame anything on the coaches. Never gonna blame anything on my teammates. I will take every whatever happens in the game. I will take all the blame. I don't care. To drop pass, it should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never when you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else in this organization, my teammates. Never will you hear that. So 
So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it, point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because, you know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So um, I'm going to do that. And in the future, like, but I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So, um, again, appreciate you guys what you do. And um, y'all have a blessed well, first up, were they doing that interview at Lollapalooza? I mean, it's so loud. Right. Secondly, Justin Fields would be very proud of Sharp Money, not because of me and Dustin, but because of Jonathan Von Tobel, his PR guy earlier. You essentially said the same thing. Well, no, because here's the thing. Dustin actually is proving my point for me. As Dustin said to set up the clip, he blamed his coaches for some of his failures. That's not what he was doing. He was asked, why do you feel robotic? Because it was the answer that he gave previously. And his response was, oh, some of it is coaching, as in he feels like he is getting too much information. That's not, it's their fault that I stink. He's asked why something happened, and that's the response. And so when us, as the collective, just put out there, as he's talking about, picture of Justin Fields, it's probably coaching in really big bold. That's what he's saying. You're taking that out of context. He's not saying it's all their fault. He was asked, why do you feel like sometimes you're not playing like you like you want to? And that was the response. He's not telling everybody it's all their fault, but that's exactly what's being presented to the masses, which is why he has to go out into the locker room and then come back the same day and do it. Mm. I was a Justin Fields guy. doing the same thing. No. I was a Fields guy. No, his tone is so down. You're yeah, just he's mass. running it back. No, yeah. he's not. Yeah, he is. He was point blank ass, and he said, I'm not saying he's what saying was he asked? He's not. I, I cut up. We're, we're going to play it again. We're, Dustin, yeah. big guy, because I'm with you. Remember, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We'll, we'll, we'll get the clip ready from earlier. But correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin. He was asked, and he didn't say what – what Jonathan just said, well, it's kind of coaching. No, he said coaching, period. Yeah. And then he went on to elaborate other things that he's done wrong. Yeah. He was throwing the coaches under the yeah, bus. Like, but, like, he's not totally blaming them for all of it, but they're asking – because he was very – so the answer before, he was extremely short. Like, they asked, like, what is your best or something along those lines? He says, you're going to see it. And they go, well, you're saying that this is going wrong. What is it that's going so no, wrong? Okay, and this is why, before you play this clip, I watched the whole press conference. So did I. I cut yeah, it no, up. No. Then if you watch the whole press conference, you realize what actually happened was he gave a very long answer to a question asked about his poor play. Yes. Some moron reporter responded with a, when Oof. do you feel like playing like you? You're the you? quarterback. His attitude Hold stinks. Hold on. He was asked, because there was a clear follow-up, because the lady who actually asked the question was right in doing this. She asked the question. Yes. I don't know who the reporter is. He gives a very long and eloquent answer about why he is not playing well. One of the things he says in the original quote is, I'm playing a little bit robotic. I've got to play a little bit more free. I'm paraphrasing there. She goes to follow up on that. The moron asks the question, yes. when do you feel like you? Which is a dumb question. He then follows up. The lady goes, why do you feel robotic? And he says, mm, and we'll play the clip. Uh, you know, it's probably coaching. What he clearly means by that is, as we discussed, the conversations prior to plays, like there's clear nuance to what he's saying, but everybody's like, oh, Justin Fields is blaming the coaching staff. This, That's this, not what's happening. This is, <laughs> like, this is like you guys getting ready for the show in every segment. I'm bugging you, and I'm saying, we have to do this, and remember we have to do this, and don't forget to do this, and don't hey. screw this up because we have to do this, and that would be bad producing. Yes. It's the same thing. It, just because it's not the scheme – it's still poor coaching, and he's still putting some of the blame that they're annoying him. I think he's having a breakdown, I like worse than I am at this moment. Well, like He sounds so miserable in everything he's saying. You're the quarterback. Be a leader. Step up to the plate. By the way, Jonathan Von Tobel is so not intimidating when he looks like a painted Easter egg right I know, now. right? And he did, he did the captain thing where he did the hands on the hips. Like, he was like, well, I'm actually sitting back because there's a lot of people who think we're all like crazy yeah. right now, screaming at each other because they can't hear you or the, yeah, I, should the be I love this man. I love him. I'm just yelling at him because I love him. Oh, them know. zip it. All right. So let's play the clip. My interpretation. Now we're parsing this so much. It's like, well, you're making it. This is exactly what happens no. when you do that. <laughs> Nah, he's be, he, Justin Fields is butthurt that he stinks at playing quarterback, and I think the coaches stink worse than him, but he's got to go up there and act differently. This is what Justin Fields had to say. This is what we're arguing about right here. Him, quote-unquote, blaming the coaches or not blaming the coaches? Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, <laughs> you know,
know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just... Jonathan, it's less passive and, aggressive, you know, aggressive Jonathan. No, pull, pull, the, pull the clip down. What are you, what are you crazy? What are you don't you? hear the passive aggressive. What are you talking about? The response to the question is, why do you feel robotic before it's a all play? Coded. Yeah, no, it's not coded. You would think it's coded because you want it to be. No, he is answering frankly <laughs> because you know what? How about this? Let's ask an offensive coordinator about this yeah. because this is what he's talking about. There is too much jargon prior, and he's just asked, why do you feel robotic? Because here's the thing, you're presenting it as he's you and everybody else are presenting it as Justin Fields is blaming his failures on his coaches and that's not what the answer was you know that's not what the answer was and you're being disingenuous by serving it in that context what one one Tim Jenkins on the show yesterday go on YouTube watch it he talked about it was not just the scheme stuff there's a footwork thing going on where they're changing the way he's he's lined up to what catch does that the have to ball do with said today hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on what I'm saying is I don't disagree that the coaches are screwing him up. My issue is, as the quarterback and as the leader of this franchise, he can't go up there and say that. He has to pretend everything's all right all the time when he speaks to the public. That's a, that's a completely different topic than what we're talking about. But that's my issue is him blaming the co- – I think he is subtly blaming the coaches. No, he shouldn't not, be doing yeah, that. It's not subtle. It's yeah, not subtle. My no, interpretation it. was it wasn't subtle. He then went on to say, you know, they're supposed to give me information, but I got it during the week. They shouldn't like, come on, Jonathan, don't be don't be obtuse. What do you mean? You guys are being obtuse because the conversation now from everybody else is, again, Justin Fields is blaming all his failures on everybody else. And that is not what he's, no, doing. he's just blaming the ones that have happened week one and week two of the 2020 exactly, season. Exactly right there. You just did it. That's not what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He's literally responding to a specific aspect of what he has asked. And then he should say, you know what? I, what he just said in the, in the new clip, I just got to play better. That's the answer you're supposed to give. His coaches stink. I don't disagree with him. But he can't go up there and just be like, yeah, coaching is part of the issue. We know. We all see it, Justin. Just deal with it. But at the same time, by the way, you're part of the problem. This is the incredible part. You're wrong. You also agree with him. Yes. And then you're, you're steamrolling him for this. Yes. You're wrong about it. He is right. Yeah, the Dustin's coaches lost me, no. but I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> the it. Coaches, the coaching stinks for the Bears. Matt Eberflus is absolute garbage. They have a horrific offensive game plan. But as the quarterback, I don't want you saying that. You should never That's say that. That's not what he said. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. No, it's not. Exact question. Justin, what's wrong? Part of it's coaching. No, Patrick, coaching. this is the equivalent of, Patrick, if you stumble on a read and I ask you what happened, and you go, oh, Dustin was talking to me. And I go, wow, Patrick thinks Dustin is ruining the show. Like, no, that's not what happened. It's not what we're asking no, about. I, it's not what we're talking in about. In that moment, I would have ruined the show, though. Plus, I would have said them all. When we, I'm just joking. joking. Everybody get along. I'm not even sure if I believe what I was saying. I just knew Jonathan was getting madder and madder, and I just kept on pushing that button. When we return, Todd Haley joins us. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. Going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, hour three. This show's flying by, am I right, Jonathan? That's right. Anywho, John, Jonathan Fontobel, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We got you, we got you back here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Big Ant, Anthony Heron's going to join us, Big Ten Network. He actually lives in downtown Chicago, so I'm assuming, played in the NFL, of course, Anthony Heron's the best. I'm assuming he's going to have something for us here with what's happening uh, in the drama. Dustin, you can fill me in if he's there on the phone. Not we'll yet, get momentarily. Up. Okay, so just to kind of clarify what I'm discussing, we've fought incessantly about whether or not Justin Fields' words were misconstrued when talking about coaching and his terrible play coming into the year, and then we found out that Allen Williams – has officially been fired defensive. There he is, my man, Big Ant. We're going to get Big Anthony up here in just a second. Allen Williams has officially been fired as the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, a man that literally lives in downtown with the family. Anthony Heron, Big Ten Network analyst, of course, Fox 32 Chicago Bears analyst. So we generally would bring you on to talk a little Big Ten football. We can't do that, Big Ant. We have to start with the Chicago Bears because – one of the more dramatic days there at Hallis Hall in a long time, yes? Man, there's been all kinds of stuff brewing at Hallis Hall throughout the day today. And I mean, I've been I've been in Big Ten mode a lot today, so I've had to try to track things from my phone. I've had folks texting me things. I'm walking through the halls at the Big Ten Network. People are kind of, you know, showing me like, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? Like, I saw a little bit of it. Uh, I've got a conference call with P.J. Fleck right now because I'm calling the Minnesota game this weekend. <laughs> but it has been a lot to track man and there's there's so much happening there was a lot just coming off the the first two games of the season and how things have looked on the field and then you know there seem to be a lot of dramatics that are going on as well i like the pattern of your shirt anthony let's uh let's get that out of the way it's a really solid pattern Checkers, appreciate yes. it yep. uh so i want to do i was actually screaming at dustin and so i know then i saw your tweet too that you didn't really get to see what justin field said and what the whole thing has been I was very adamant in that Fields was taken out of context, that we do it all the time. You just put up the big quote on the image, and you don't give any context what the conversation was. You, you know, you've been around Fields. I think you alluded to that in one of your tweets as well. Is he a guy that would go out there and openly throw a coaching staff under the bus? How do you think this goes forward with having to now call the media back and talk to them in the locker room to clarify what happened? It's just not – not how he rolls normally, you know, I mean, he, we watched every step of his path as a college quarterback. I mean, even to some extent as a high school quarterback, you know, those who were seeing the, the special that he was a part of their kind of tracking and cameras trailing him around during his senior year of high school, but certainly every step of the way at Ohio state and every snap he's played as quarterback of the Chicago bears and him throwing coaches, teammates, anyone else under the bus. It's just not how he operates. Um, and like you mentioned, I, I haven't seen because I've just been in, in work mode throughout the day. I haven't, I haven't watched the full scope of everything that Justin Fields said to the media today. I did see the video where he called the media back to his locker later on in the day to try and clarify a few things. But just for some context, like you said, I live here in Chicago. I grew up here in Chicago. This is a, a sports fan base. This is a, a, a fan base that has supported this franchise so much for so long, one of the original historic NFL franchises, that really there's very few Bears fans alive who feel like they've gotten to root for a great quarterback. And there's so much hope coming into this season that Justin Fields may be able to become that. And so off of the offseason, off of some of the acquisitions that got made and some of the trust that fans feel like they – they are trying to put in this coaching staff that the first two games just haven't gone well. It hasn't looked like what Bears fans were hoping and expecting 
it would look like. And so there's a lot of angst in the city right now. And Chicago is different than New York, guys. It's where, you know, New York, there's an aggression to the fan base. Philly, there's an aggression to the fan base and to the media coverage. Chicago's the number three media market. And there are reporters who cover the team. There's a fan base with expectations for the squad. But it's not as as quickly, like, negative and visceral as it as it is perhaps with some of the bigger markets on the East Coast. But after a couple of weeks here with, with the the hopes and dreams of Bears fans feeling like, are, are they going to be dashed already this early in the season? Is this what we've been waiting for? Folks are up in arms about a lot of what's going on. That's a great explanation. Anthony Heron, we'll get to the Big Ten, I promise. That's a great explanation of Chicago having grown up outside of Detroit. It's the Midwest. We're very passive aggressive. Right. We don't necessarily <laughs> go at you like New York and other big cities. So totally agree. But let's just focus on the play then. As far as accountability, I won't call it blame, but accountability for Fields play thus far. How much do you put on the quarterback and how much do you put on the coaching? I've been talking about this a lot around town. And frankly, it, it feels like I feel like I'm beating the same drum over and over again because I, I was saying this early last season before offensive coordinator Luke Getze and the Bears went into their mini bye week and then came out of it with the offense that began scoring 30 points a game over a, a rather extended period of time in the NFL, utilizing the legs of Justin Fields. That needs to be a much bigger chunk of how the Bears operate offensively. I was saying that early last season. They got to that point, and then the offense took off. Now, how sustainable is it? That was a part of the conversation for Justin Fields last year. It's been a part of the conversation for Lamar Jackson, for Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you name it. A lot of guys who are amongst the best in football who have gotten big contracts based at least largely on their mobility, on their improvisational skills, where I would say Justin Fields is a little bit different is that Justin Fields, I don't think, is, is as intuitive with, with his delivery of the football as, as some of these other guys that I referenced. He is not a guy who's ever thrown with immense anticipation, but not every quarterback is built the same in that way. His counterpart on the field the other day, Baker Mayfield, is a very intuitive player, throws with great anticipation. He's still wildly inconsistent with his productivity, and it's why he's the number one overall pick. He continues to bounce from team to team. But there are certainly, there's an offensive system that could greatly suit Justin Fields at this point in his development while continuing to watch him expand as a reader of coverages, as a passer of the football. The QB run game, the called QB run game, has been completely absent from the Bears' offense through the first two games. And that not only puts pressure on the defense within the way they have to fit the run, within the, the fact that they are likely to have to drop additional defensive backs towards the line of scrimmage when it's successful, thus opening up additional throwing windows. It puts all that pressure on the defense, but then also it takes pressure off of an inexperienced quarterback to snap in and snap out, have to sit in the pocket and read the full field. That's not what he's exceptional at right now. It's like Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, they took the entire offseason, evaluated what they had in Justin Fields and in some of the new weaponry here, and said, all right, last year doesn't exist. Let's just start from square one with what we want the 2023 Bears offense to be. And it's just not giving them the best opportunity at success. Justin Fields, definitely, he's got to read the field more quickly. He's got to get the ball out of his hands more rhythmically. There's no doubt about that. There are some things mechanically that I hope they continue to tweak and refine to get that out of him. And his growth needs to continue to mature in that realm. But it's like you, you got this Ferrari just kind of sitting on the shelf right now, and he's not one of these guys who looks to improv. Go back to his career at Ohio State. His highlights with the Buckeyes weren't running around all over the place. I had to remind everyone of that last season. That was new. 1,100 rushing yards for Justin Fields in the NFL. That was never what he intended to be as a quarterback. But as they finally adjusted and he sort of figured out how to use his 4-3 or 4-4 speed on the fly, like, oh, I'm one of the best athletes in football. Okay, we can work with this. We can score points with this, and it can set up, as it did, higher passing numbers. Look at the second half of the season versus the first half of the season. Completion percentage was exponentially higher. Touchdown-interception ratio exponentially higher. Not just the rushing yards improved. The threat he became with his legs opened up a better run game for the Bears and a better passing attack as well. They have to get that going.
Anthony, I know that, uh, of course, we want to talk Big Ten football, so let's transition over there. You mentioned you were talking to P.J. Fleck. Did you get an answer as to why this offense has been so stanky through the first three games? <laughs> I did not pose the question uh, using that exact verbiage. That the word stanky did not leave my mouth with P.J. Fleck. But I did talk to to himself. I talked to uh, Matt Simon and, and uh, Greg Harbo, uh, his offensive coordinators, about just where the Gophers offense is at at the moment. You got a lot of new personnel up front. You got to act. Chris Altman Bell was anticipated to come back healthy this season and, and be their best receiver. He's been limited in action so far. And you look at the game last week. They played against a top 20 North Carolina squad on the road. Bunch of freshman linebackers on the field. Some experience in the secondary. And they were in that game until a stretch where Ethan Kaliak Manis, their starting quarterback, who is another inexperienced guy, who was in the backfield with a true freshman running back, Kalak Manis had to leave the game for a few snaps because of some cramps. He was suffering. When they were only down one score, backup quarterback comes into the game, throws a weather balloon into the air. That gets picked off. Then you got the, the top five pick at QB. Drake May comes back into the lineup for the Tar Heels, leads them down the field, and, and puts essentially kind of feels like it puts the game out of reach after responding to that. But I do expect Brevin Spamford, one of the more talented tight ends in the country, to be a bigger part of the Gophers offense in the game I'm going to call on Saturday night on the Big Ten Network against the Northwestern Wildcats because he is 6'7", 270, runs like a deer. He had a couple of drops in the game last week, but he's a sixth-year senior. He's a very experienced player, really gifted athlete, and he's gotten a lot more physical as well at the point of attack. So they've begun to put up rushing yards with this true freshman running back, Darius Taylor. He'll be on the field. He'll be in the lineup. He'll get plenty of totes. But then I do expect, because where Ethan Kaliak Manis is not Tanner Morgan in experience or in, in mentality that he kind of brings to the QB position. He's a lot more physically gifted than what Gophers fans have seen over the last handful of years behind center. So I do expect we're going to see more of kind of the vertical pass, the play action attack pass, because they got the run game to really set that up against this Wildcats defense. Big Ant, 30 seconds. Your Hawkeyes at Penn State, can they hang? Yes, because of the defense. I have a hard time thinking, even as, as gifted as Drew Aller is as a quarterback, we did see that he's mortal. And so the Illini defense gave him some trouble last week. And I, I believe that Iowa, because of what, what they can access in the secondary, the great matchup up front between the best offensive line James Franklin has had, has had at Penn State and an extensively deep and talented Iowa defensive front, that's where the game will be decided. Do I think Iowa's going to win? It's going to be a tough one, but I do think they can hang, yes. You're the best, Anthony Heron. Thank you so much. It's VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.